You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I want to welcome y'all to a fantastic Friday today. It has been one amazing week. And so I'm so excited to have y'all join me today. Also excited for my guest who's in the building, Ms. Kathleen Coleman. She is coming from Washington Have. She is the uh, marketing program manager there. We're going to be diving into this program. Y'all, we talked to Emily Northrup uh, a while back. So we're following up. As we said, we're going to make sure that we are intentional when it comes to resources that are hitting our community. This one is really specific for all things homeowner, new, existing. So I can't wait to dive into it with Kathleen today and make sure y'all get some very much needed information out there. And we're going to just tap in and see how things have been going since we last caught up with Washington in half. But of course, it's the top of the show, y'all. So it's a great time to tag and share this stream. Go ahead. Nobody's watching. No, everybody's watching. But go ahead. Tag and share this stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we always got you covered and you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, whatever one is your uh, you know, favorite platform. Just search me right there, the day with Trey. Y'all will find me there. Uh, shout out to everybody who's making it happen and everybody who is sharing. We appreciate the sharing. Well, this has just been a great week uh, for me in general. And I wanted to share uh, before I get into it with Kathleen that I, I, I want to send a huge shout out to everybody who pours into their community. Uh, I have really been a, a a receiver of love, not just the, a giver, because yes, I do a lot in community, but because I'm in community, I'm experiencing other community warriors, uh, community kings and queens, prince and princesses, um, you know, those who are non-binary. I'm experiencing amazing people giving their energy to community, whether it is volunteering, it is being a staff person at an amazing community-based organization, it is, you know, uh, being there at your, your kid's school uh, to make sure that there's a, that presence of, you know, parents there in the building, uh, whether it is, you know, organizing uh, a field trip or organizing something for some amazing you to experience something maybe they never would have. I just wanted to take some time to thank y'all. You know, we are better as a people because people like you are giving of yourself to all of the amazing things that are happening. And the great thing is, is this, there's no shortage of things that need to happen. And this is why my message is always the same at the end of every show. But I want to bring it here to the beginning of the show today to remind you guys why I talk about seeing yourself as a part of the solution. So so many of us have experienced the negative impacts of when we don't move with love, when we don't have love at the center of how we connect with other people and, and how we are as a species together. The brilliance of this is that 
when you experience that love in a real uh, org organizational way, in a real organic way, it's beautiful because people are intentional about coming together and spreading that love in a way that allows for others to truly feel it. And I can't tell you the many times that me as a parent, um, I've experienced that, whether it was somebody pouring into one of my sons or as a family member, somebody pouring into someone I love. Uh, it is not just about us, right? This life is about so many more than us. And it's about the connection that we establish now that is really setting the tone and the foundation for how we actually infuse all of this love into future generations. It starts with us. It starts with how we move, how intentional we are, who, how we connect with people, how open we are to new experiences, how we move away from some of the, the emotional responses that we may have and start realizing that we have an opportunity to just connect with another person, right? Um, by not being so stuck in our heads or maybe allowing fear or anxiety or worry or grief to be the guiding factor for how we move through life. Of course, we've all experienced, uh, uh, you know, digital age. People are like, are we sure they are who they are online? I don't know. You know, right. We have a lot of different things that also are opening us up. We got a lot of different things that are kind of negative out there in our world. So it's on us to infuse the positivity. Oh, I'm telling you. And I get buzzing about this. I get so excited about it because this past week I have personally experienced that love and that intentionality in a way that has completely permeated my being. And I'm so grateful. And I just wanted to take some time this morning as we wrap up this week to share that with you, to share my gratitude that all of you are pouring into this show, that y'all are sending me messages and saying, man, keep on going, Trey. We love what you're doing. We appreciate what you're doing. That I have people like Kathleen who say, look, this is a great avenue. We want to make sure that we are reaching that audience with Washington have and the programs we're going to be talking about later on in the show that I have all of the guests who see this as a value add for what they are doing. That's the point of this entire platform. I'm so grateful to Converge Media for allowing me to flourish in my own media personality and my skills and my love. This is the way that I pour in. And I just wanted to thank everybody who is doing this work in their own way. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be uh, literally writing an article uh, for free and submitting it to your local paper. And that article then establishes something for somebody else. It touches someone else, no matter what it is that you do. And I could talk about examples all day long, but no matter what it is you do, I want you to know from me to you that I feel you. I see you, I hear you, I respect you, and I love you for being out here loving the way you are. We're all, all better for it. I promise you that. Well, after this short break, we're going to be hearing about some ways to permeate that love into our homeowners. It's really exciting because we know it's necessary. I'm going to be talking to Kathleen Coleman right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the wind. 
filled with soaring soul and R&B songs. It's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Hey guys, Lisa Gordon here, and before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more, before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. There it is right there. Y'all saw that commercial for Washington Half. And of course, I'm excited because Kathleen Coleman is in the building. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Trey. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. You know, uh, we, we say it here and we mean it. We want to follow up with these programs. So the last time we got a little bit of the scope of what Washington Half is, I want to make sure that our audience is reminded of that. Re- remind us, what is Washington Half? So the Washington Half is the Washington Homeowner Assistance Fund. It is a federally funded program um, that provides relief to Washington homeowners who have been hit hard by the pandemic. Yeah, uh, this right here, it feels like, uh, tell us homeowners who really haven't, right? We know that there are some that don't need any resources. We won't go there. We experienced that here uh, in Washington State and Seattle in particular. But this is important. This fund is needed. Uh, and I know this for, for many People reached out and said, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for running the commercial. I needed this. This has been helpful. You guys have now been able to help hundreds of families. Just tell us a bit how the program's been going. Yeah, so the program's been going great. Um, We've helped more than 300 families. I think last time Emily spoke, we had worked with about 100. And now in just like a couple of months, we've worked with more than 300. And so it's really going great. We've been working with uh, community-based organizations. Uh, You mentioned that in the intro about community-based organizations. We've been working intentionally with community-based organizations as well as community action agencies and just communities in general to make sure that this information gets um, to the people that need it most. Yeah. Yeah. That right there is what is necessary because... Far too often we've seen these resources not hitting those who really need them. And it's one of those things where it's like it just keeps the gaps when we talk about inequality and inequities going. Uh, tell us a bit about your role as a marketing program manager uh, for Washington Half. How do you really fit into this entire puzzle that is all of these amazing programs y'all are running for homeowners? So, yeah, um, for the Washington State Homeowner, homeowner Assistance Fund, I do the marketing and the strategy. So I work with the Vita agency who is amazing. Like we absolutely love them and I'm so grateful for them. Um, but we, I work with them to create a strategy to reach, um, to be very intentional with our marketing and to be very intentional with how we are reaching out to the community. So right now what we're doing is we are reaching out to the historically underserved and the people that normally would not have access to this federally funded program like at first because you know it immediately when you post it everywhere 
it gets disseminated everywhere. And then people that may not know or have access don't get that opportunity. So we're trying to be flip it a little bit and reach out to community-based organizations, to community action agencies, to communities, and to news outlets like yourselves um, to make sure that the people that need it most get it in their hands first. Yeah, this uh, is something I really appreciate. Uh, not only do I get to be a part of that, right, in terms of like media outlet, but I appreciate that more and more agencies are realizing we can't just broadcast it so broadly that then, you know, it, because demand is there. It is. But we keep on seeing the inequity if we don't have intentionality in how we roll something like this out. And we have seen that time and time again with federal funding in particular, right? Yeah. And so I know a lot of folks were like, man, those COVID dollars didn't hit no black businesses, Hispanic businesses, native business. Like wh where did that money go? And we realized when we started seeing some of the public data come back, it was like we had large white led, you know, big companies going after major, major portions of that money because it was open like that. And there was no way of like thinking about the balance. And it's not to say that they didn't need relief either because, uh, you know, there's some of them that really did. But this is really specific for Washington homeowners. Um, and when I talk about this being able to help new and existing homeowners, just tell us a bit about how that affects those because those could be totally two totally different populations. But tell us how it affects folks. So I think that when you are a homeowner, like whether you're new or you're older, um, you, there's all sorts of things that could happen, like your water breaks or your, you know, you have all sorts of just issues that could come up, right? And it, and it affects everybody differently. But I think the root of the problem is, is that like the pandemic hit everybody difficult, like it, it gave everybody a hard time. And so um, if people were hit by the pandemic, we really want to provide funds and we really want to provide assistance so that they can um, help so that we can help them save their homes. And, and that's really, whether you're a new homeowner or an older homeowner, it doesn't really matter. It just matters if you have a past due mortgage or like past due um, tax, uh, property taxes, um, HOA COA fees or homeowner insurance, then we can help you. And, and that's the most important thing is that we really just want to help. And yeah. we really want to give this um, information and funding to the people that need it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this this for me, I love that you kind of lay it out because some people may go, wait a minute, what is this? If I, you know, is it is it about my mortgage? Can I actually be paying my mortgage? Or, okay, I got these additional ancillary costs that I have to deal with, like insurance, like, uh, you know, I'm thinking, oh man, water bill, or, you know, we've dealt with inflation in all of these areas, honestly, Kathleen. And it yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it affects families. It, I mean, we're talking about, you know, people's budgets and, you know, folks being like, okay, this is the difference between me paying this bill or that bill. Do I get lunch for my kids or do I do X, Y, Z? And for me as a new homeowner and a mother, I find myself having that same kind of balance where I'm like, all right, guys, look, uh, uh, you guys better eat all the food that we're getting because we don't have time to waste it. This is money going out the door. And now I got to think about all of these other inflation costs I'm dealing with when it comes to now gas is maybe, you know, getting a little bit more level, but we've all dealt with it, I think, collectively. Um, one of the things I want to mention here, because I, I really think this is important, uh, that Washington Half was intentional about, you know, getting someone like you on. For me, I, I see you and I go, hey, how are you being able to bring your lived experience into the role of marketing program manager at Washington Half? Because that right there is also a, a layer 
of intentionality that now Washington half is bringing to say, we need diverse voices at the table. Tell us a bit about that and how that impacts what you do. Okay, well, that's a good question. <laughs> so um, I moved here from Hawaii. And so in Hawaii, everybody is brown. Right? <laughs> and so moving to Seattle has been an eye opener for me because I am the minority. And um, I've experienced a lot of uh, adversity. I'll, I'll call it that. I've experienced a lot of adversity moving here. Um, and so I think I took that adversity. Uh, but like just backtracking a little bit. I have worked in in Hawaii. I did work in constitutional law as well as civil rights. Mm. And I also um, was with my friend who um, she is an advocate for the black community. And so she has done a lot of spoken word events. And so I used to tag along with her and, and was a part of um, her activism. So I really tried to work hard at being understanding and empathetic of uh, other voices. And I think that I, when I was hired into the commission and the Washington half, I have brought that with me, um, just being very intentional, very empathetic, and just listening, like rather than putting my own ideas out there, I want to listen to what the community has to say. I want to hear what you need rather than telling you what you need, right? And I think that's the really important thing is that people, especially federal governments and state governments, we're always telling the community that this is what you need. We have a program. This is what you need. Take it. Like, it's not about that. It's about what do you need? Can I help you? Do you think this is going to help you? And if it is great, if it's not going to help you, how can I change it so it can help you? Mm -hmm. And I think it's flipping that script and it's being intentional and it's being, and it's reminding people every single day, this is not about we have something for you. This is about, will you accept our help? And how can we get, not get you, but how can we ask you to help us help you? Yeah. Yeah. This kind of approach is something that is, I feel like it's uh, really rolling now, but we probably needed to go through the pandemic to get to this place. I think about the extractive nature uh, uh, most often present uh, when uh, a family in need has to approach any government entity, right? I think about, um, you know, DSHS and, and I used to get food stamps when I was a student and a young mom. And I remember just feeling like the person who was on the other side of the desk did not care anything about my circumstances or my situation, right? And so then you feel like, oh man, you're, you're not making this easy. First of all, I'm already having to be vulnerable to come here and say, I need the help and I'm, I'm getting food stamps and I, you know what I mean? And I, I need that. Or being at the food bank, I experienced a different because it was like, that's volunteer based. So the people that were there were like, man, how can we, it was very different than government employee and then being with volunteers. And so even toward my message in the beginning, that love that you put into the connection that you are having, uh, whether it's your job or a volunteer or whatever it is you're doing, there's something that is being received on the other end. And, you know, it sounds like, I mean, I mean, remember talking to Emily about the, the empathy that is needed by these resource workers on the line, which is yes. so key because for a homeowner to say, all right, man, I, I do, I need the help. I'm going to, you know, for many of us, we are, are proud homeowners. We want to keep our homes. Uh, you know, home ownership is legacy. It's generational wealth building. It's so many other things. Um, and so it takes a lot to admit that you even need that level of help. So to be able to be met on the other line with somebody who's like, 
no, like you said, the approach in terms of that empathetic way and coming to say, no, I'm here to ask you, how, how can I help you get what you need? That's what I'm here for. I'm here to do that. Tell us a bit about how you've experienced that um, in your role and on the other end as this now is rolling out. The, the hotline is out there. Mm-hmm. People are calling. They're hearing from these resource workers that are obviously getting some level of that training. They say, look, let's approach this in that regard and let's really connect with that person that's calling in. How have you kind of experienced some of that? So I haven't really, to be honest, I haven't really experienced much of that, but I do work with the hotline closely and I pull reports for them and I talk with them weekly, um, semi weekly. Mm-hmm. And it's really, great to hear their stories and to hear about just how important they understand their role is, right? I I think that especially for the counselors, um, so let me backtrack a little and say that when you apply for the Washington half, you're going to call the hotline, right? You're going to call the hotline and then that hotline is going to direct you to a specialist and that specialist will be the first point of contact. And that first point of contact is really, um, they know that they're there to help you. And and the thing is, is that they're trained and they, they're empathetic and they're understanding because Mm -hmm. they know that it's so hard to reach out for help, right? It's really hard, especially when you are uh, like us, right? <laughs> just, you know, when, you know, when you, when you've been stepped on and like, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, I need help. Um, and so they understand that and they know, um, just like we work together and they know that we are intentionally reaching out to people that normally haven't, like not normally, but that haven't been helped before, yeah, yeah. right? They know that we are doing that. And so they are also working, t- working intentionally to help and be more understanding, right? Okay. And just being there to say, how can we help you, right? And I think that that's the important part. And so once you re- speak with that specialist and you give them their information, they will then triage you to a housing counselor. And those housing counselors have more, like many of them have more than a decade of experience of saving people's homes. And wow. so they have that empathy too, right? They have that training, they have that understanding, they have that lived and life experience that is so important to being able to give people what they need. And so that's why it's so important. And that's why we just, not me, but that's why um, Rich and Emily designed this program to be the way it is because we want it to be helpful and we want to be there every step of the way and make sure that everybody gets what they need. Yeah. You know, this is exactly what I'm talking about here. You're, you know, you're talking about folks that have, uh, you know, over a decade, uh, close to a decade of experience that says something too, because after you've helped, you know, hundreds of families, you have a greater understanding of the nuanced circumstances that can bring that person to your line. Right. And it's so much more than just like, Oh, I'm, a, you know, customer service or, you know, I'm just here as a, you know, a representative and I'm just going to help get you to the next point. It's like, no, let me really hear where you're coming from. Let me be responsive to where you're coming from. That is necessary. And as you talk about it, uh, it's true. There are so many people out there from the global majority that are not used to governmental programs really being there in terms of like a loving hand of assistance. Um, and there are so many different stereotypes, uh, particularly uh, for folks from the global majority that is like, oh, you know, you're looking for these handouts. So there's a lot of people that are like, "Uh uh-uh, I got to steer clear of that. Um, When when we think about the amount of funds, I want to kind of get to some logistics here before I let you go. What kind of range are we talking about? If somebody, you know, the pandemic hit people and it was like they couldn't pay mortgage for, you know, maybe 
three to six months, you know, what kind of uh, wave of range of monies are we talking about in terms of help? Yeah, so um, the Washington HALF program can provide funds up to $60,000 in grants. Wow. Yeah. For one family. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Uh, Okay. This, I I I think I heard it last time, but that is significant. That is significant. And that really can help people. I I was interviewing somebody the other day and they're like, we want to help people get back to baseline. Now that is a baseline help, (laughs) right? If I haven't been able to pay my mortgage and I got almost $60,000 in back mortgage or fees or whatever else, insurance, whatever else, and y'all can help me with that. That's saying a lot. So uh, again, kudos to you, honestly, Kathleen, for being a part of this amazing team, for pulling this out and and getting this rolled out. You guys still have funding available. You guys are still here to help families. I'm going to make sure I give you time to look right there in that camera let them know how do they apply for Washington Half? How do they go through the process? So if you are facing hardship due to the pandemic, you can contact the hotline at 877-894-4663. That again is 877-894-4663. Or you can fill out a form on Washington Half, that's Washington Half, H-A-F dot org. And there's a form on there that you can fill out and they'll call you back. Uh, well, thank you so much for bringing you your so lived experience to this role uh, of marketing program manager there at Washington Half. Kudos to you and the entire team for your intentionality, your empathy, your sense of care as you connect with these families and homeowners who are in need of assistance. I love this program. I love learning more about it and being able to share and thank you for the update. You know, from 100 or so families to 300, that is huge. We definitely get to celebrate that. Kudos to you and the entire team for all the work you're doing. Kathleen, appreciate you being with me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. Wow, you guys, make sure you guys get that number, man. If you are in need, this is something that uh, as I started my working community, there's so many homeowners who were like, I need this level of help. Well, it is here now. The funds are there. Make sure you call that number or go to washingtonhaf.org, washingtonhaf.org, fill out the form, get connected with these resource workers and these counselors that are going to guide you empathetically through the process. They're going to connect with you in a real way, not just, you know, oh, you need help. Okay, fill out this and do this. We don't need that. We need people who are like, no, I'm listening to you intentionally. I care about you and your family getting what you need, and I'm here to do that. So make sure you guys reach out. Um, And if you know anybody who needs this help, please share this resource with them. They still got funds, y'all. Up to $60,000 is a huge amount of relief for any family who needs it. And you heard her right. It's grant funding, y'all. So there is no loan. There is no paying it back. This is really to help set families back up uh, for success in home ownership. Of course, I get to wrap everything up right after this short break. You guys stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. A world of wonder awaits at Pacific Northwest Ballet's The Nutcracker. Treat your loved ones to the Northwest's favorite holiday tradition at Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great, fantastic Friday. I told y'all we're going to be giving y'all some resources and also pouring some love into all of you. Of course, I'm inspired by what Kathleen Komen and her whole team are doing over there at Washington Half. Make sure y'all are inspired, too, to do what? To see yourself as a part of the solution, of course. Uh, that is what Kathleen and her entire team is doing. And it doesn't matter whether it's on your job or, again, as I said in the beginning, some way that you're volunteering, some way that you're giving back, connecting with others you know the beauty of what you have to share is going to be received in that same way uh, that is needed and felt in our community so be inspired y'all to see yourself as a part of the solution I promise you it is needed it is necessary and it is welcomed well, for me, I want y'all to enjoy your weekend. I sure will. As a mom, I want to be sharing some good love with my sons and like, you know, filling uh, all the good vibes with them. I know when it gets to December, that holiday season is in the air. If you're going out shopping for gifts or whatever it is you're doing, just have a great weekend and a great time doing it. Uh, I want to encourage y'all. Y'all saw it there. The Nutcracker is still going on and the Wiz is still going on. Make sure you guys get Get your tickets to support these amazing shows in our community. It is the first time that they have a black sugar pump fairy in the Nutcracker. So I'm going to tell all y'all out there to get your tickets. Okay, let's support Amanda Morgan in that role. Shout out to her for working so diligently to become a soloist with Pacific Northwest Ballet. It is something that we've been celebrating here on Converge on multiple shows. I'm sure you guys have seen her face all over. We appreciate the fact that we know that this is going on and it's a real pivotal moment for Pacific Northwest Ballet because the Nutcracker is every single year. And for this to be their first time in 2022 with a black sugar plum fairy, it is something that we want all of our communities to witness. So make sure you guys are getting your tickets. And again, enjoy your weekends for me until Monday at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. <laughs> Tinga chati kubudirira Nwari alipaluti wipendura mbayu chirwa Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.